I just heard I just heard you say it over podcast. Matt's not recording. Volume down. Yeah, Matt's not recording at all. <laughs> Let me just turn Ryan's mic off here for. He he forgot to hit record. Oh shit! Did I? Nope, I didn't. <laughs> Matt, stop it. You're supposed to be on my side. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need copies of this. Yeah, yeah. Matt, I tell you what, I'll listen to this podcast if you just don't edit it. Oh, my God. That, that's, Done. That's, that's dangerous. Done. That's Three dangerous. hours later, no, we have a horrible podcast. Right. Just, no, no. <laughs> shit show. I've been trying to get him to listen to this for so long, I will take this deal. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstad. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode number 87 of This Week in MTG, your Acreate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts. I'm Matt. That's Danny. What's up? That's JB. Hey. So we got an episode for y'all. Oh, do we? We do. You sure? That's yes. good. I thought we had dolphin flippers. Have you guys been playing Arena on your phone? No. Nope. Okay. I have. And let me tell you, my phone gets fucked from it. <laughs> yeah. I, two, no, match, no, no, no. two matches no, 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 and it gets no, no, hot. Not, not just from temperature wise. Like, I play a game. So this happened twice. And it was the second time I sussed out that I think it's arena on my phone that is causing my phone to fuck up to where i have to do a full hard reset on my phone like i had had to go online to like google how to do you can't just like power it off power it back on uh i I got an iphone so you had to do the volume down quickly press volume down quickly press press volume up and then hold the uh side button for like 20 seconds to do Mm -hmm. a hard reset because after i run arena on my phone I can't open any apps. <laughs> I can't get any text messages. Yep. I can swipe, but nothing loads. And so I I did that like a couple weeks ago, and then I deleted uh, Arena because it was a lot of data on, yep. on my phone, a lot of memory. And I didn't think about it until just this last weekend when I re-downloaded it to try to play with uh, a friend. Mm-hmm. And it did the same thing to my phone. I'm like, holy shit, it's Arena that's fucking my phone like this. Yeah, and no, yeah, that's so much data going through your phone. But before, I tried just, like, turning it off as well, before, like, the hard reset and Mm -hmm. turn it back on, still would do it. I'd had to do the hard reset, and I'm like, what the hell, Arena? This is not cool. I deleted it since then, and my phone operates Get a better phone. Yeah, sir. Get rid of your fucking iPhone. They're junk. I mean, you're not wrong, but I'm going to stick with my iPhone. They're I'm junk. Gonna, gonna let this thing go to the ground. Junk. Well, keep playing Arena, and it will. Not on my phone. I've I've made the conscious decision not to download Arena again on my phone. Why? Third time's the charm, <laughs> until, sir. Until he does it next week, right? <laughs> I promise I won't. Did you know? According to the Apple App Store, Arena's been downloaded more than twenty thousand times. Seems kind of small, right? Well, yeah, because nobody has Apple anymore. Because Apple sucks. Everybody has Apple. It's the no, whole I like I don't. He doesn't. I don't. I never will. Yeah, because you guys are scrubs. That's why. No, because we like to be in. We like to actually use our shit. JB, you don't even know how to use technology. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even pull that fucking excuse here. 
I'd rather be the at the start of the line for technology, not exactly. three years behind. Exactly. Well, you're doing it wrong then, because you always, always buy the last year's model phone. Well, that's fine. My last year's model is still four years ahead of your new phone. My my phone is like four years old though. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's Apple. Apple's technology is usually four years behind Android, or three years, or whatever. But they're always behind. I Always. I can't get into that argument because I don't know that space very Always. well. I just know iPhone treats me okay. We got... Uh, oh. Yep, seal flippers. <laughs> <laughs> Three to one. See? Hey, I'm not going to fight this fight. I like Apple because it's what I got. You're outvoted, sir. So what? I get outvoted? I change my phone? Yes. yes. Okay. Because no, then you won't have to complain. Exactly. It's, it's not complaining about the phone. It's complaining about Arena. Like, I don't know even know how we got to this whole thing. But you are you complaining did. You about brought your up phone. Arena on your phone. No. Yeah, Arena specifically fucking up my phone. Because yeah, it's an your phone, iPhone. Yeah, because your phone sucks. Oh, God. If it was cool like Danny's, it would work. We're connecting the dots for you. Thank you so very much. No problem. <laughs> I'm going to live my Apple life still. You do that. Living your worst life. Rotten apple. So, right? are we, so are we going to start this podcast? I know you started yes. halfway. No, got off topic no, real quick. Gonna, no. Okay, so before we move to the breakdown and all that, let's take a quick pause right here to mention our amazing sponsor, J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming Now. You should have said that before you started the conversation. Yeah. I should have. I don't know why <laughs> I, I did that, but it's a good transition. Thank you for listening to This Week in MTG. If you would like to show support for us, you can check out our amazing sponsor, J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in the Westacre Malls in Fargo, North Dakota. They are your one-stop shop for all your magic purchases. They are always stocked up with Ultra Pro and Dragon Shield sleeves and playmats, Commander Precon decks, plus they have an abundance of booster boxes ranging from Amonkhet to Zendikar. J-Dubs also buys and sells magic singles at competitive prices. Their display case and binders are full of format staples, hidden gems, and other cards for you to bling out all your decks with. With those cards you just bought or traded for, you can make a modern or legacy deck so you can play in the Weekend Discord League. Entrance is $10 and games are played over Spell Table. Links are in the show notes. When you reach out, make sure to let them know the guys over at This Week at MTG sent you. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now, dear listeners, if you guys also would like to support us, we have a direct way that you can help us. If you find our content interesting in any way, shape, or form, like, first off, go to the hospital, get yourself checked, don't know why, but (laughs) we have a Patreon. We got two tiers right now, a $3 tier. Once a month, you get put into a drawing to win a booster pack, and... Uh, that happens between all the patrons at the $3 tier and above. So anybody in the above tier, which is the $10 tier, you get into the booster pack drawing. And then at the $10 tier, you get put into another drawing for a EDH, not staple, just an, a good EDH card. Utility card. Yeah, mm-hmm. r- ranging from like 15 to 20 bucks. think it's worth the money. We ship it to you. We mail it to you. All that jazz if you find the content interesting. And also, all the money is like goes into getting the packs to getting the cards and to pay for hosting and then if we get more people uh to support us you know we'll be putting that money to doing more stuff uh, merch giveaway merch cool possibly. stuff possibly like hookers and blow it's just jb no <laughs> don't say that don't 
don't say that. <laughs> we're not no. family. We're not family suited, anyways. Might <laughs> as well. well, yeah, we're not family suited, but we don't just want people to be giving us money for hookers and blow. First Why off, why not? We're in North Dakota. <laughs> why not? First That's off, like the ultimate goal. <laughs> first off, right? We're in North Dakota. The hookers and blow here are Midwestern style. That's not good hookers and blow right you're, there. You're telling me I'm not going to spend that money. You're telling me you're under your North Dakota dream. We, we we will take we'll take a trip to Vegas. Yes, tickets are cheap. Oh yes, you're telling me your life's dream is not to snort a line of blow off of a hooker's ass with with a hundred dollar bill. The fuck you talking about? I'm going a hundred thousand dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> ah hell, just make it the Trump million. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm at least going for a real bill. <laughs> I'm gonna do it with a blank check. Wait, is a hundred thousand a real bill? I yeah, it was like in nineteen oh five. Yeah, <laughs> a long oh, time ago. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I don't even know what the biggest bill is anymore. Hundred dollars. Really? Is it? They downsized yeah, that much. Hundred dollars well, is the biggest USD. bill. USD. There's like the the oh, what's the, does the 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 Brazilian or the Venezuelan one? It's like this week in currency. <laughs> We're doing it. No. Uh, Boulevard. Is it the Boulevard? It's worth $100. No, it's not worth $100. It's like $5 million is what's on the on the note, but it's equivalent to like a dollar. 50 cents. So you're talking oh, pesos. Yeah, that's the same thing with uh, in Vietnam. Same thing. I saved up my life's savings. Oh. 50 million pesos across the border. All I got was $5. Anyway, you could put that money to Dogecoin, as Seal Flipper <laughs> says in the in the chat. <laughs> but I think tanked hard. Yeah, because everybody sold it, off. Is it going down? Yeah, it's sitting at. Uh, Are people upset at Elon for the SNL thing? You, is that every, what happened? With everyone, that? everyone was upset with Elon before he even did it. No, it's because everybody saw it spiking, so everybody sold off, and therefore it dumped. Well, it's seventy three cents. Yeah. Hmm. So let's give you that breakdown for this episode. It's currently at forty six five four, and I'm the one that's trying to keep us rounded up here, Danny. Bad. You Danny. asked how much it was at, and I was pulling it up. <laughs> I mean, you because I haven't, I have investment in it. Oh, not much, but I have some. Doge. Yeah. Very nice. I should have sold one of those seventy three cents. Or you just hold on to it because the meme value of it, it's just going to go up. Like, cool, it's a dip. It happens. It's going to go up. And especially well, since the fact that Elon is making this a currency to to buy shit with Tesla now. So it's like... No, it's it's going to be... It's accepted for... Uh, article is that he, he said it's going to be accepted for SpaceX. Yeah, their, their satellite so that they're you, setting if, up if, is going to be 100% 100 support paid for with Dogecoin. Yeah, so if you, if you want to be on the first... One. If you want to be in the first Mars trip or to the moon trip... <laughs> buy 50 million Dogecoin. Buy Dogecoin so you can buy your way to space. Here, here. This is what you do. All you guys with the Magic Collection out there, get the fuck out of it. Sell your money. Convert. Sell, sell, sell your cards. Convert to Dogecoin. No, Jesus Christ. You'll have, you'll, you'll have your imprisoned in the moon get you to the moon. Eh? Eh? Dogecoin sponsor us. I feel like I feel like your ad for Dogecoin there is just alienating our fan base because you're telling them to get the fuck out, so they're not going to listen to our shit anymore. So the breakdown for this week's episode, <laughs> JB, we're going to pass you, you all over to JB's desk, the Boggle desk. He's going to tell us about some uh, Moto Championship qualifiers that happened this last weekend. Then Danny has some blogatogs for us. After that, in the news section, we have some arena news. 
some potential Vegas event news, and like the biggest news of last week, the Summer of Legends that Watsi announced on Weekly MTG. After the news section, we got the finance section where we're going to tell you about some cars that moved up and some cars that are moving down in price, and then tell you about a deck of the week, which has one of my favorite cards from Strixhaven in it, and then from there, y'all can go home. They're already at home. Shut up. That's my line. We covered this last week. They could be driving. <laughs> well, that's dangerous. Listening to podcasts and driving is perfectly fine. Keep your eyes Not on the road. Not if you're listening to uh, Deep Fry Conspiracies. <laughs> yeah, you might get pulled out by a spaceship. No, you just might end up in the ditch because you can't stop laughing. Oh, man. A little side note. <laughs> Recorded an episode with Trent last week. Oh, you did? Yeah. Nice. Going to give a little uh, a little teaser to that. We talk about music conspiracy. If that if that intrigues uh, your interest, it involves bad you've already wolf, told me bad wolves and the cranberries. Jamie was like, "Who are, who are they?" I would have imagined that you'd know like both who both of those are. Yes, yes, I do. Okay, good. Anyways, go check out Trent. Amazing podcast this weekend or not this weekend conspiracy. I want to deep fried oh conspiracies. Trent, I'm so sorry. Nope, it's official. We're changing your name. You're going to be a subsidiary. <laughs> Go check out This Week in Conspiracies, even though he does it every other week. This bi-weekly in Conspiracies? Not does this it... week, but next week in Conspiracies. <laughs> <gasps> That's the conspiracy itself. It's called This Week in Conspiracies, but it's bi-weekly Conspiracies. We cracked the case. No, it's not this week, but next week conspiracy. And conspiracies. There you go. Next next week, conspiracies. <laughs> JB, that just sounds like a bad procrastination podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> that never comes out. No, but <laughs> that's tomorrow's conspiracy. <laughs> Builds up all this hype. <laughs> the, the episode's gonna drop, and then all of a sudden, sorry, something happened, and then it'll just be like this whole podcast ARG. <laughs> there you go, Trent. Run with it. Do you're, it. You're welcome. That'll be five dollars, please. Uh, need to plug our plug our podcast. Every podcast. Oh my god! Why is it so small? That's what she said. <laughs> so funny. It was. It was perfect. So funny. I forgot to laugh. What do you? Only call- because it went over your head. Exactly. Anyway, Matt. What do you call a gathering of boggles? What? A box of nerds. What's the difference between a snowman and a snowwoman? What? Snowballs. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> see, that one was good. <laughs> JB, Boggle Desk, what's up? I don't know. I'm having flashbacks <laughs> to the episode that you guys did nothing but fucking pummel me and throw me under the bus. Feeling very triggered right now. We're not doing that. It doesn't take for much to go triggered. <laughs> short guy, short fuse, man. We get it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Hey, we were on a perfectly good pace, and then you're like, what about all these short jokes? Short memory. You got, Yeah, see? <laughs> exactly. It's a short attention span. Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. Matches size. Anyway... Get that short ball rolling. <laughs> okay, so anyway, we had a modern championship qualifier on uh, 
MTGO this last weekend. First place, we had a Yorion Death and Taxes. Why they call it Orzhov Ephemerate is beyond me, because they're dumb. They got Ephemerate, four of Ephemerate, and... It's Orzhov Colors? Flicker Wisp? I know, but it's it's Black White Taxes. Right. It's it's that's, that's what it is. Is this not like the deck that you want to play, though? It is. I've seriously um, thought about turning my DNT into a Yorion pile. But the cool thing is with this deck, it has a play set of elite spellbinders. Mm-hmm. Love this card. And also, cool tech in here as well. Wasteland Strangler. Well, black 2, 3, 2, Eldrazi with the Void. And when it ETBs, you may put a card an opponent owns from exile into their graveyard. If you do, target creature gets neg 3, neg 3 till end of turn. So with things like Elite Spellbinder that pulls out cards from opponent's hands, put it in the in exile, and Skyclave Apparition, and Tidehole Sculler, you just get so much fodder for the Wasteland Strangler here. Mm-hmm. Let, let me let you in on a secret, Matt. Let's hear it. That's not new tech. It's not new tech. It's good tech. Right. But they've, you don't they've see been it running as... Wasteland Strangler for a while. You haven't seen Especially it Especially in uh, Eldrazi and Taxes. Yeah, that's Eldrazi and Taxes, which is different. This is Yorion and stuff, so. Give us that second place, JB. <laughs> okay, for the fifth time now. <laughs> so, second place, we had Blue Black Mill. Third place was Boros Aggro. Fourth place was Amulet Titan. Fifth place was Death Shadow. Not sure what colors, because I don't want to click on it. And sixth place, we had Gruul Karn. Seventh place was the Pure Steel Paladin, which is your hammer time bull crap. And eighth place was Blue Red Aggro. The uh, the Death Shadows is... Uh, Black color. Green. Is it five color? Yep. No, it looks like... Oh. Because it got Kai's Guile on the oh, side. Luris as well. Uh, it's a Luris deck. But uh, Pure Steel Paladin... The uh, Col- Colossus Colossus Hammer deck. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Hammer time is stupid. It is the most annoying deck to play against ever. And uh, uh, is it aggro there? Stormwing Entity, one of my favorite cards. Yeah. I'm all in for that. Of course you would be. What's the uh, What's the next championship that we got there? Championship qualifier. We have a Pioneer Championship qualifier. All right, so first place... We had... Not JB. No, because I don't play Pioneer. Uh, looks like an Arc-like Phoenix build. Looks like Phoenix is making a comeback, huh? Anger the Gods in the main, even? Yeah, Strategic Planning Treasure Cruise. It's just interesting to see that Pioneer is still getting uh, attention. Yeah. Okay, so second place we had... Ooh, looks like a Jund uh, Sacrifice deck. Yep, with Corvold, Fey Cursed King, Mayhem Devil, Woe Strider, and then the cat combo, Cauldron Familiar, Witch's Oven. And that one's a Giganta companion. Yep, yep. Two Clothis in the side, Bolus's Citadel in the side. Third place, we have another Jun Sacrifice. Looks like that's really gaining steam in Pioneer, huh? The Sacrifice is just, like, super grindy. We've seen it in Historic. We saw it in Standard, like... It gains life, it draws cards, it has just the outvalue capacity to a lot of these decks. Like, the fact that is it this is it Phoenix deck took first pace, place just like shows that it might have just gotten under. Right. So then, fourth place, we had Azorius Spirits. 
Fifth place. The fuck is this? Just a blue black control. Torrential gear hulks, search for Ascanta, shark typhoons. The hell is magma opus? New card from Strixhaven. Is it? Yeah. No, that's why I don't know it. So six colorless, red, blue, instant speed. Meg- magma opus deals four damage divided as you choose among any number of targets. Tap two target permanents. Create a 4-4 blue and red elemental creature token. Draw two cards. Also has a second ability of hybrid is it is it. Discard magma opus. Create a treasure token. So as a way to like ramp up. And then just like you get all this mana into the late game because you're or you pitch it, cast a torrential gear hulk while this is in the graveyard. And then you get a five six and a four four and deal four damage and draw two cards. All at instant speed for six mana. Because yeah, there's a couple ways that you can discard this. Uh actually no, there's not a lot of ways that you can discard this. Yeah, you're just gonna be ramping this up, like typically uh making the treasure token off the end. Uh this is there is no uh whatchamacalls it companion in this one all right so in sixth place we have a nib to light classic is it though is it really yeah bring to light velkies clothis new cards in here is this uh we got a vanishing verse from strixhaven exile target monocolored permanent for white black uh to prismari command and i don't know nothing else it looks like what about on the side? Oh, this is a Jengatha deck as well. Damn. That's going to be very good to cast that Omnath. Mm-hmm. All right, so in seventh place, looks like we have Boros Prowess, huh? Right. With Dreadhorde Arcanist, Clever Lumenmancer. This deck looks good. And rounding out eighth place, we have just a straight-up Mono-Red Burn. Yay! Happy Danny. But it's not... A good burn. It's a Lurus deck, so I mean it's it's pioneer burn. Well, it's even my pioneer burn pioneer. was well, my pioneer burn wasn't bad. Yeah, this is a little more low to the ground though. It doesn't have anything you know above two CMC. I suppose. Well, I mean, you got wizards lighting and light up the stage at three, but you those are spectral har- costs. Yeah, you're hardly ever going to be casting them for three because of their uh, mana reduction. Mm-hmm. All right, so that'll do it for our past events. Um, upcoming events. We have a second league weekend is coming up this weekend at 8 a.m. Pacific. Uh, it's a $400,000 prize pool and world invites are on the line too. And then next up we have an Insight Esports 1K tournament. 5K, sorry, not 1K. Tier 1. That's what the one I saw. Yep. This, is, this is what I get for trying to read while a link is loading. <sighs> this is what I get for trying to paraphrase. Yeah, you got this. God damn it. So it's a tier one, $5,000 standard open. It's number three. So format's obviously standard. Entry fee is $15 plus $1.50. Looks like they have a 512 person cap. So far as of right now, there's only nine people registered. Uh, So get in there, get registered. For a chance to win 5K, I think it's worth it. Mm -hmm. And it looks like it's going to be on Arena. If they get that back up and running. Arena's down. We'll talk about it in a bit. Okay. I was going to say, I was having problems with it. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. This weekend. Yeah. Which pissed me off because I wasted 4,500 gems to fucking get timed out. Server issues on the fucking arena open. I got pissed off. Oh, that's going to get talked about. 
That's why I said it's going to be talked about a little bit. Fucking horse shit. <laughs> That's what that was. Pissed me off. I better get a goddamn refund. I thought it was my internet, but everything else worked fine because I switched over to fucking uh, Pokemon Online and that, no, one just, was... that one played just fine. So I was like, it's not my fucking internet. No, it was Arena. Fucking so anyways, get back on topic. Yeah, that's it for events. Okay. So, <laughs> to Danny. Moving along to Blog Togs of the Week. Got a couple. I got to figure out which one I wanted first. I had this one. Uh, so we had a blog talk from our question from Torvard240. Yes, with a success on uh, successful Modern Horizon One and the next Modern Horizon Two outing, and most likely it's going to be a success too because it's all you hear about people pre-ordering already are asking about it. Um, his question is: Are you guys thinking of Modern Horizons Three? And Mark, being Mark, took a quick sidestep and uh, just answered, "Let's see how." Let's see how Modern Horizons 2 does. So, are you guys pre-ordering for Modern Horizons 2? as soon as it comes up, as soon as Josh has it open, yeah. There's a good chance I'll do it. It's it's at that. And and have a box up there like everything else? Yeah, probably. Nice. I won't be. I'm definitely excited. We're going to be definitely talking more about Modern Horizons 2 there. So this is, guess, a little teaser for later in the episode. Right. And um, next one is from, uh, wow, RT, we'll just go RT. Archetype, archetypal schematic. There we go. We'll go with that. Uh, As Vorlos Wise, Vorthos Wise. Will the new Forgotten Forgotten Realms set be separate from the rest of the multiverse, same way as Babolova? Um, we won't we won't be seeing any planeswalkers coming to. Is that Faerun? Faerun? I think it's Faerun. Your guess is as good as mine. Faerun. That's probably how it's said or stated or pronounced. Words are hard, guys. Um, Mark replies back. Correct. This is not occurring in Magic's multiverse. So. We're getting a standard set that's not within the multiverse of magic. Right. Uh, what technically is within the multiverse, technically, because it's the same. The way that it was brought up last week on Weekly MTG, <clears throat> we'll cover more of it uh, later in the episode. But if I'm not mistaken, it was talked about. It's like they're not sure if this is going to be like canonically, canonically tethered to the magic world, but it seems like. It's not in the magic multiverse. So, yeah. So we're having portals. Interesting to see how this is going to turn out. I know that was one of the biggest questions that came out when uh, when Adventures in the Forgotten Realm first got announced. People yep. were straight up asking, like, is this canonical? Is the D&D world and the magic world connected? So I feel this is a pretty big, pretty big step, saying that uh, it's not occurring in the magic multiverse. But I guess, yeah, portals from the magic multiverse bringing it over to the D and D universe could happen. There's, I imagine, there's ways to like tie that kind of story in. Yeah, uh, that they're not that Wizards isn't ready to maybe announce just yet. Maybe D and D is what Nicobolus is just thinking about. <laughs> oh no. Oh, maybe oh, maybe it's taking maybe, place in the magic maybe unit, multiverse. Ugin, no, maybe Ugin and Nichols is just playing a game of D and D right now. For the last how many years? 
And this is what they've come up. This is the story that they've made up. The Forgotten Realms is the story they made up? Yeah. Because they've been forgotten. <laughs> Shot calling it here. They, they, they've been in, pick. They've been in a realm that they've been forgotten about. It, it, they have a, not been seen for how many years? It's a meditation realm, so it is a realm of sorts. And adventures in the Forgotten Realm, if you're meditating, you can get forgotten. Or you're just going to the realms that are that you have been forgotten or you have forgot about because you're meditating, bringing up Ooh. old memories. I'm in. I'm in on this. Conspiracy. Conspiracy. Conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy. Trent, huzzah. <laughs> That's uh, just that's just my mind. That's just my take. Calling it here, <laughs> calling it here. Uh, okay. Well, after that, we have some news to tell you about. Let's see if we can breeze by this news quickie section here. Starting off with JB. Okay. So bugs on arena. Uh, there's a bug. Historic has made some suspensions. Uh, the cards that are suspended are the transforming double-faced cards from Ixalan and Rivals of Ixalan, plus Nickel Bulls the Ravager from M19. <coughs> the bug is when all of these cards flip to their backside, Arena still sees the mana pips on the front of the card when cards with devotion are checking the field. These suspensions are only going to affect those playing in League Weekend this weekend. Now, let's dig a little further into this because I want to see what the fuck. So all the cards are the enchantments that turn over to the lands. First off, from Ixalan, Argul's Bloodfast, Grown Rites of Itlamok, Search for Ascanta, Legion's Landing, Vance's Blasting Cannon. So those are the five. They all are monocolored on the front, and then they flip over to lands on the back. On the back. Then Rivals of Ixalan, we have Hadana's Climb, Journey to Eternity, Path of Metal, Profane Procession, and Storm the Vault. And then Nickel Bulls. In the Forgotten Realm. Or of the Forgotten Realm. Uh, one key thing in here is uh, the card specifically encountered this incorrect interaction and none of the modal double double face cards from the past year, like Seagate Restoration, Shatter Skull Smashing, Kazul's Fury, and nor the colorless double face cards of Azure's Gateway and Treasure Map have this interaction problem. Well, that's not the bug I was looking for. Well, it's still one of the bugs. I know. The, the The big thing about this, though, is like this is affecting league players. And though these cards don't see a lot of play, like all, all these cards, but you have like Search for Ascanta, Legion's Landing, Growing Rights of Itlamok that see standard or, uh, historic play. Nickel Bolas is another one. So it's like this kind of sucks that, you know, the MPL players have to they're just not allowed to play with this card. But the fact that a bug like this, I don't know, everybody's like poo-pooing on, on Watsy for not being able to get a, a, a code fixed in time because they found this out last week. When was the date on this? May 4th. And uh, it's over 10 days from when they found, when they announced that they knew about this to when the MPL League weekend is coming up. I don't know. I think it's okay that they announced this, like, just to be on the safe side? Like, how cool is it going to be if they actually do fix the, the bug problem? Well, they, they they will fix it. Well, yeah, before MPL. I, well, I should have stipulated. But if they get it fixed before MPL weekend. But then it's like, that throws the MPL League members off. It's like, ah, oh, we didn't have time to play test with our ghouls, Bloodfaster, Legion's Landing, and stuff. And it's like, we don't know if it's going to be good. That's the thing, though. They have already know what 
what it does. So, like, these cards have been on Arena for how long now? They're some of the beginning ones. Exactly. So, if if just going off of your argument of like, oh, we don't know how these ones play. Well, you've had them for how many years? You know their abilities. You play Magic for a living. You should know what works for your deck or what how it's going to work. So, if if a league player who's up there like that is complaining like, oh, I don't know how this card works. Well, well they know how it works. They're just, it's just like it, people are saying it, 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 it changes the integrity of the game because, you know, the MPL players can't play, have access to these cards. Like that's on a whole other, like strong competitive level of people that are uh, people that nitpick at Watsy decisions than what I think we do when it comes to, uh, Welcome to the average player's life. Well, these guys aren't ad- average players. These guys get paid. Oh, remember, I, I, well, to, I, to, I, to I know this. And if they don't, if they can't play a certain amount of cards, like if they can't submit deck lists with search for Ascanta because they're like, oh, this is what's going to be good in this meta, but I can't play it because of a bug with devotion, which sucks. You know, and like the the primary thing would with interactions with stuff like that for devotion, like the devotion cards that come up to the top of my head are like uh, Gray Merchant of Asphodel, Thassa's Oracle, yep. and then like any of the gods. Heliod would be one that would probably matter as well because yep. you know the devotion putting it online from Legion's Landing. You know that one pip makes it a five five, and that's pretty terrifying. You know what I have to say to that? It's no different than playing with a ban list. Right. You're the, playing with a ban list. Right. Just treat it as such. Don't be a bitch. Get good, scrub. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Like I said, it, like, or I was going the same thing. It was like, you guys have been playing Magic for how many years? These cards have been out for how many years? If it's banned, okay, you should have a backup for it already. Right. If not, like, 14 backups. And if it gets unbanned by the time, you have your 14 ban- uh, backups you can take out. Mm-hmm. Quit complaining. Just play your deck. Like, yeah, I get it. That's inconvenience. But hey, it's a card game. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it's your life, but you've been doing this for how many years? Your deck's changed how many times? What's the difference? Very solid point. It's I, I with these pros when they complain, it's just okay, well you it's a game that you're playing for your job. I get it. But game changes every year, multiple times a year. Mm-hmm. Get good. They should be good if they're pro, but I don't know. That's just weird. Tell me quit being crybabies. That'd be fine. Next in Arena News, MTG Arena this last weekend experienced issues on Saturday for their Arena Open Sealed event. There were, quote, abnormal delays, logging in, matchmaking, matchmaking, and navigation problems. Watsi said in a tweet on Sunday, Due to issues, they have released a code for everyone to enter to get 2,000 experience. Use code experimentaloverload at myaccounts.wizard.com. There you go, JB. No. No. I want my motherfucking <laughs> gems back because it's such bullshit. I couldn't even play my fucking match, okay? I logged in for the fucking match. Got like two cards down. And then all of a sudden, it's locking up on my turn. Nothing's fucking highlighting. I can't drag anything. I can't play anything. And then the timer fuse goes fucking across the screen, across the screen, across the screen. And I'm like, but I can't fucking do anything. What the hell's going on? Then all of a sudden, it fucking passes the turn. Or it 
I can finally play a card right as the fuse is like hitting the end, and then it's gonna pass anyway. And so it fucking screwed me out of the first round. Go yep. to sideboard. I go to fucking sideboard everything, and then it's waiting to you know I I get done submitting mine, and it shows up to the screen where it shows the opponent still yep. sideboarding whatever, yep. and the timer in the bottom. Five and a half minutes later, the fucking timer's still going. I'm still waiting for this person to finish sideboarding, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> the defeat screen pops up. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, now I just wasted 4,500 fucking gems that took me forever to goddamn grind. Yep. This is horse shit. Like, I yep. am beyond fucking livid. And it wasn't even just during the sealed shit either. Like, it was fucking up even just in regular ranked. Like, to the point where I just fucking rage quit, and I went to go play something else. And at first, I thought it was just my internet. I'm like, okay, it's my internet being fucked up. But then I went to something else, worked just fine. So I'm like, "Mm, what the fuck is this? Yeah, my guess with the open arena server just got swamped like it did when it first came out. 2,000 fucking experience points. Shove it up your ass. Give me my gems back. Right? I I would imagine if you go to Watsy support and have a complaint, they'll refund you. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's a thing that you can do. And people online are complaining. Everyone's like, cool, we get, we lose all this money, but then we get 2,000 experience. There's mm-hmm. this one where it's like, I'm going to pay you 2,000 XP to fuck off that meme from the uh, the Trailer Park Boys. Yep. So it's like, yeah, no, that hurts. Like actual money got wasted mm-hmm. because of their server issue. JB, you should totally uh, uh, hit them up. Something. Fucking Christ. Pissed this guy off. Couldn't even play the fucking game. And then, oh, you lose. Well, fuck you. And the worst part was is it was the first match, and it was uh, one loss, you're out, so I didn't even get anything. Zero fucking... You don't get shit for fucking no wins. Right. So I was like, wow, this is just completely fucking wasted. Well, JB, let us know how that... Venture goes with submitting a claim because what it's twenty bucks to enter, forty bucks to enter, something in, like that. In, it's in fucking gem? forty five hundred gems. Yeah, and what forty five is forty five hundred gems like twenty bucks? Like here, let me pull up arena on my phone. Real we quick. did we did the math one time. I think for the very first arena open, I want to say it was like twenty twenty five bucks, something then. like that. I think, I think it was twenty five. Yeah, still twenty five bucks. Yeah, it's, I think it's twenty five because I think you can get thirty five hundred for nineteen ninety nine. Thirty six. Okay, yeah, oh, you I get, it was yeah, you get, so it's 35, it's 3,000 something for 20 bucks. Yeah. So then you still need a thousand gems on top of that. Yeah. So then probably 25 plus bucks. Yeah. Which still sucks. Like that's a lot of, it's, it's, it's an okay yeah, amount of money to you know how, It's not an okay amount of money. You know how damn long it took me to grind those 5,000 gems? Yeah. Yeah. The grind, grinding in, in arena really sucks. That's a, that's a topic for maybe a side episode. If we, if we get to doing one of those, just complaining about the arena economy and the grinding that you got to do, not only for wild cards, but for like gems specifically, like you get a good, an okay amount of gold, but it doesn't translate to gems very well. Nope. I mean, even if they gave the option for converting gold to gems, they would, they would like, hey, give me a thousand coin for ten gems. Yeah, something like that. Just a fucking equivalency. Well, t- a thousand, a thousand coin for ten gems is kind of a ripoff. Well, but I mean, just something like it, 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 I don't care what it is. Just some sort of conversion where you can convert your coins to gems. Like a four to one. Yeah, something. 
same way that they should have the conversion for common and uncommon wild cards to rare and mythics. Mm-hmm. Come on, Watson, get at it. Yep. But before we deviate too far, because again, that's a, that's a podcast in itself, just complaining about the arena economy. Like we're not the only ones. Yes. We listen. Ju- we just deviated like Scotty P. Septum. Listen to any other po- magic based podcast. They're going to be talking about the fucking economy in a, in in arena. Mm-hmm. But just like your boy, JB. They're not JB. Danny, Danny, you got the next news article. Do I? I'm waiting for Arena to download on my phone. Oh my god! Another da- downloading another, an update. Another update. Yep. Maybe they'll fix the fucking bug. Uh, probably not. Uh, so there's a this? new survey out for uh, those who want to take it um, in regards to Magic: The Gathering and D D. Looks like it's uh, based off of the last pandemic that we just had. So I guess that's really all I'm going to because I can't look at it on my phone because I'm trying to update Arena. I got um, like 34% in and then we had to start doing the podcast. And you're like, yep, screw it. Well, no, I'm going to finish it. It's, oh. uh, But yeah, I was talking questions about magic during the pandemic and uh, if you've gone to a, an LGS to play a game or if you've gone to an LGS to like buy a product and stuff like that, I'm assuming the later half is going to be talking about D&D because the headline was like magic and D&D survey. So it's like, okay, D&D will be coming later in the, in the survey. Well, it's more of like, Hey, have you ever played D&D and what do you have done? And Oh, Hey, we have a set coming out about D&D. I hope like heck they have uh, orc rogues in there. Cause that's what I'd love to see. But yeah, if if you want to take the survey, we'll have it in the description below. So yeah, take time, take it, support Magic. I guess I don't know. I'd say support us, but that doesn't do anything to us. Because um, you, you can't can't just link something and say, hey, this is where you found this. That'd be awesome. But well, I'm pretty uh, sure at the end they always they always have like uh, sometimes they ask about content creators and stuff like. If well, anyways, you get to the end of the survey, if if you do, weekend, and there's <laughs> contact creators, just. Put our name down. Let us be known. <laughs> Three schmucks microphones. Right? Then maybe they'll give me a fucking refund. No, they won't. Just go to support Bastard. Jesus. No. I'm tell be, tell I'm them how you truly feel, I'm not be, us. Oh, no. They'll, they'll probably fucking spend my account. <laughs> then, you could just, then you could just sue them for even more money. Tell us about the next news article we have, JB. So, Insight Games is planning on having a Vegas event. According to a tweet from May 6th, it states, We had an amazing time in Las Vegas planning our event. Announcement will be coming soon. The announcement will be the biggest yet. Some might even say it is straight fire. As of this evening, uh, we're recording. Nothing's been posted yet. So uh, not sure when these updates are going to happen. This weekend, probably. Who knows? How cool would it be for... uh, GP Vegas? Well, I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. Like, through Insight Gaming. Though if I'm, not, first, if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, Channel Fireball events, they disband. They're no longer doing anything. So, how... Watsy doesn't have, like, uh, an event organizer, I guess. A TO, a tournament organizer. Maybe they're talking... Spell table? Well, yeah, that's online. But, like, or- organizing events in, in IRL... And stuff like Channel Fireball was known for that for all the the GB events that were like Wizards, so, uh, Wizards affiliated. Yeah. Primarily were done through Channel Fireball events. You got like the Command Fests, and then you had the uh, like GP Vegas 
was done through Channel Fireball, and then like a bunch of other events were done through Channel Fireball. The Pro Tours yep. was hosted through Channel Fireball, if I'm not mistaken. And like Star City Games, they do their own events, but they're not like they're, they're their own entity. And I think Insight Insight Gamers would probably be doing the same thing, where they're their own entity outside of Magic. So I'm not my reading actually updated. It is. 3,400 gems for 24. 20 bucks. God's even less than I thought. Good yeah. to know. Now, this next one, a little more of a lighter note because I am a fan. Uh, Matthew Lillard, famously known as Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, the voice of Shaggy. and Or Billy from Scream. Yep, Billy from Scream or oh, God, 13 Ghosts. The uh, Yes, the guy from 13 Ghosts, yes. Yep. He was also in Hacker in like early 90s. Um, but anyways, plays magic. Lady Danger tweeted, I need to know, does Matthew Lillard play magic, the gathering? And then Matthew Lillard replied the tweet saying, Ajani Main, let's go. I've been playing a lot lately. The question is why? So that's super cool. Like I already, again, I love Matthew Lillard. He's like a fucking amazing kind of a person. And knowing that he has uh, magic in his repertoire makes him even more badass. And the fact that he got shafted from playing playing in Scoob, goddamn, that hurt so bad because he didn't know. They he didn't know that Scoob the like the uh, origin story, the newest origin story that was done for Scooby Doo back in May last last year last summer. Did you guys watch that? It's really good. It's a good movie. But apparently Matthew Lillard was not informed or even asked to be the voice of Shaggy in there. Wow. I know. And he's done so much. Like, everything since uh, What's New Scooby-Doo, which was like 2009 onward. Uh, well, no, when, when was uh, the first Scooby-Doo movie? The the IRL one. That was, was that done before that was, What's New that Scooby-Doo? Was, that was like early 2000s. Okay, like so yeah. Early 2000s. So since then, like that was his foray into Scooby-Doo. I thought What's New Scooby-Doo was first. But if that was his first one, like that's what he, he's been in Scooby-Doo for a long time. And knowing that he plays magic. Super awesome. Anyways, had to make that had to toss that one in there quick. Now let's talk about the biggest news of last week. Summer of Legends. Hey Matt. What's that? It's uh two thousand two is when Scooby Doo came out. Two thousand two. Like I said, it's Fuck. early two thousands. When was what's new Scooby Doo came out then? Because I said two thousand nine. It can't be two thousand. My years are fucking so bad. Because I know he was the voice in, of Shaggy and What's New Scooby-Doo. Because Simple Plan, also, they were the ones that did the intro for What's New Scooby-Doo. And they were in an episode. 2002. Oh, so they all came out the same time. Yep. Nice. Cuddle of Google. All right. So, Summer of Legends, the next few months, quote, will be some of the biggest ever in Wizards of the Coast history. And we're sharing a season-long set of experiences you don't want to miss. And they start this off, they, they mentioned this last week on Thursday. All this information came out last Thursday, May 6th on Weekly MTG. That was a fun live stream to watch. Uh, I posted about it in the Discord, and we got all this news coming up. First off, they talked about is the Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance video game. They have an official gameplay trailer. The game releases June 22nd to Xbox One, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox X and PC battle with real-time combat, dynamic co-op co-op gameplay, pitting Drizzt Du Erdens and his legendary companions Caddy Bree 
Bru- Brunior and Wolfgar. <laughs> I don't play D and D, guys. I'm so sorry. Pretty sure it says Brunar. 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 Wolfgar. Brunor. Brunor. You're changing your fucking mind. I said Brunor. You just misheard me. Uh, and some of the most iconic monsters from the world of Dungeons and Dragons. This gameplay trailer is intense. Did you guys watch this? No. No. Didn't. All right. Uh, I don't think we're gonna get like a copyright strike or something if we play it in here. We probably will. Probably will. Yeah, probably will. All right, we'll have it in our descriptions if you want to watch it. It's really good. It looks very intense. Um, so nev- does it look like Neverwinter? Uh, it looks way better than Neverwinter. It's really. Not, yeah, yeah. I don't know about the uh gameplay mechanics compared to Neverwinter, how Neverwinter had your roles and stuff and you'd be leveling up on that. It didn't like give it, this is just like straight gameplay and stuff. (sighs) Yeah, this game looks good. I am interested. We got a Mew in the chat saying looked way better than the Game Awards trailer. Yeah, the game, they they announced this uh, in, was January the Game Awards the the, the 13th? Couldn't tell you. Something like that. Mew Mew might tell us here. But uh, yeah. That's exciting. Not really magic related, but it was announced here nonetheless. But it is related to magic. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess maybe though. My, I don't think there was any. I don't think we're going to be seeing planeswalkers no, showing it's, up. Well, that's that was kind of in the whole uh, blog of talk that I was talking about earlier. Since it's right. not within the multiverse of magic, we won't be seeing planeswalkers because it's an entirely different world. Or universe. Right. Oh, wow. It was November of 2019? Theris Beyond Death was also given a trailer on that show. Okay, so wow. Damn, they've been working on this a long time then. Well, yeah. Well, like, if it was 2019 when they first showed the first trailer of Dark Alliances. That's that's a lot of of coding. But. Those graphics are sick. Aside from D&D Gaming, which will talk about maybe at another point yep the biggest news that came from this summer of legends information is instrad new no. oh try again dnd close do, don't know don't know okay let me tell you let me tell you about this amazing thing Please called do. modern horizons three two oh we had 76 we had one and now we're getting two 1.5 the big thing that comes with Modern Horizons 2, this is already announced way back when, yep. when uh, people were bitching about not having fetch lands. Yep. Blake Rasmussen went on on a, on a weekly MTG saying, hey, fetch lands are coming. We'll tell you they're coming during Modern Horizons 2. So yep. that's the first thing that they showed. We got the enemy fetch lands, yep. Arid Mesa, Marsh Flats, Misty Rainforest, Scalding Tarn, and Verdant Catacombs. All the expensive ones. Yep. Good. Uh. They're getting all the art looks like the stuff uh, from, well, not Ultimate Masters. Was it Ultimate Masters? One of the master sets that they were last printed, Modern Masters 2017. There we go. Get it right, Matt. I think it was that it's one. It's okay. There's been how many different master sets? Right. Right. So along with the, nor- like the, the, the big thing is like there are multiple printings of these fetch lands and people are excited for it and mm-hmm. we're excited for it so you got the normal versions you got extended art variants so all it does is it takes away the board it just extends the art it zooms the art there you go is it zoomed yes mm-hmm. it's not extended it's fucking zoomed yep i just wanted to make sure because yeah, someone, yeah I, I know most of them are zoomed yeah. art 
And these are all printed at rare, so higher chance of opening these in packs, which yep. is super good, that they're putting these in draft packs, set packs, and collector boosters, which we'll cover here in a second. They are doing all of those, along with pre-release packs. I'm liking what they're doing in the the next set, or the next article you're going to talk about. Next, next little bit, I should say. Is it this bit right here? Yep, that bit. Okay, so uh, I guess back from popular demand, even though this was already planned at the same time that time spiral like time spiral was supposed to be out in december remember but it got pushed back to february when it came out yep and uh the the hype with the old border cards is getting shown in modern horizons 2 yep with the fetch lands getting old border treatments so they look like the odyssey fetch lands because uh the enemy ones first got printed in zendikar the allied ones were printed in onslaught and so now you can all, all you legacy players that want matching old style old border lands can now get them in enemy. Nice. All right. So that's like the biggest thing that came out with Modern Horizons 2 is the fetch lands. Uh got announced, they showed the borders. The you're going to be able to open these things in packs very frequently and the prices of these cards are going to are going to drop. Next Another card, JB, tell us about this card. This card seems like right up your alley for competence of gameplay. Not competence. Uh, inter- cards that seem like us. This would be more you. Hold on, I'm getting there. It's having a hard time scrolling. Small fingers. I'm not going to I was going to have another comment, but I'm not going to comment it. Where is it? It's on the page. It's, no, it's not. Is your is your images just not loading? Oh, there you oh, go. There we go. Just took a minute. Let's keep scrolling down. Keep scrolling down. He's just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Oh my god, they're doing bundles with this too. Yeah, they are. Oh snap! Yeah. Well, Fat while packs. you're while you're looking at that, let's just talk. While you find the the box topper card here, let's talk about the the packaging and stuff that Modern Horizons Two are is going to be getting. So it comes out in draft boosters. So you Yay. get uh, thirty six. Yep, 36 packs. You get set boosters where you get 30 packs. You get collector boosters where you get 12. 12. Then there is a fat pack or the bundle, as it's well known. And you get a pre-release pack. Nice. Prices are already out. Uh, draft boosters are selling for like 260 bucks. I think collector boosters are selling for like 400 for a box. Yep. Makes uh, sense. They get Pringles. And, and sets are like 350 360 so this is an expensive set. So, well, yeah. And uh, as JB is looking up, uh, did you find that card? Yeah, finally. The box finally topper? Okay. So if you buy a booster box, set box, collector box, you're going to get a box topper. JB, tell us about this box topper. Yep. So, the bo- well, it's not a box topper. It's just a buy a box promo. Buy, buy a box. Yeah, my bad. Box topper and buy a box, completely different things. Yes, they are. Yes. Buy a box promo, not box topper. Scratch that. Get it right. Buy a box. Yep, the buy a box promo is going to be Sanctum Prelate. For one white white, you get a 2-2 creature. And as it enters the battlefield, choose a number. Non-creature spells with mana value equal to the chosen number can't be cast. Mana value still feels fucking wrong. Because this has been printed once before in Conspiracy Take the Crown, if I'm not mistaken. Sanctum, yep, Sanctum Prelate. It was in Conspiracy, Take the Crown was originally printed. And this is an old border, too, with new art. Looks really cool. 
some important dates along with Modern Horizons 2 is May 20th. We're going to have some more weekly MTG uh, reveals, but May 24th, the following Monday, is when preview season starts for it. June 2nd, the full card image galleries are available online. June 3rd, the cards are available on Magic Online. June 11th through the 13th, webcam pre-release through Spell Table Beta. And then the 11th through the 17th is pre-release week, including in-store play where available, which we're going to have news on that. Big news uh, in a second here. And then June 18th is the worldwide release. So if you guys want, uh, my birthday is the 31st. For you listeners, if you want to get a GoPro, uh, GoFundMe page set up for a box, that'd be great. Thank you. So the Modern Horizons 2 pre-release events going from June 11th, starting at 3 p.m. to June 13th. You pick up a pre-release kit from your store. Uh, there's links to find the nearest store near you. And then you get onto the Channel Fireball Discord. And events will take place from the 11th over the following hours. Day 1, June 11th, 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Day 2, June 12th, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Day 3, June 13th, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific Time. There's going to be some challenges that you can do. So ahead of the event, you'll be able to choose a team to champion in your games in the event. It's not just about wins and losses. You'll earn points for your team by completing challenges during your sealed matches. You'll be earning points towards a larger community competition. It's like what they did with like dogs and cats for the the command fests. If you remember those, yep. you enter in, you'd get event, you get things like that. Uh, World boss. This event is about more than just ordinary Modern Horizons 2 sealed. You'll be also be able to team up with other players to face off against challenging world bosses. Players will sign up similar how they join a game, but not everyone can fight the boss at the same time. Groups of three will be randomly chosen chosen to face off our world boss representatives. Players not chosen can follow along on the Discord stream. I would imagine something like this would play along uh, what CFB has done with their CFB Pro events that they yep. do, where you got Reduke, LSV, Huey Jensen are probably going to be like the the world bosses that get yeah. played against here. It's speculating, it's not confirmed that that's the thing here Just as of yet. Random lobbies get a pro or a representative in it. Uh, throughout the weekend, we'll be celebrating Modern Horizons 2 with lots of different activities, so you have some downtime between matches or are not able to play. You can still hang out with others other players to participate in text-based games and challenges in the discord server throughout the event try your hand at magic trivia show off your sealed deck skills in the deck building help channel you can even test your drafting knowledge against some of your favorite pros by making first picks from different packs so that's the uh update on the pre-release events with modern horizons 2 now we have some big news uh with some reprints of cards so there with uh old old cards are going to be reprinted into modern playable cards uh there are 42 new to modern reprints that have never been in modern before that are now getting we got two of them which was the uh sanctum prelate Mm -hmm. and the big one which makes matt very happy and a lot of people pissed off (sighs) counter spell Blue, blue, instant, counter-target spell. It is now in modern. R.I.P. Mana Leak. Just like everyone else who hates this card, being put in there. It's, Why? 
why has it been why has it been brought into modern? What was the reasoning behind it? One of magic's most does, iconic spells. Does blue the- really need another spell in modern to counter shit? Two untapped islands is already a dangerous amount of mana for important to have, and those of you wishing for the original way to say no will have it in modern. That's that's that, that's their current response with that. I'm happy about this counter spell. Is just so good. It's so good. Like it doesn't see much play in legacy. Like people are playing days over counterspell and you got like remand is not going to be losing its place storm decks want remand over counterspell but counterspell is way better than mana leak and this is going to be good because control decks just need that extra oomph so so they can make the game last even a half hour longer no it'll be ending quickly quicker because now they can cast their counterspells at a better time and stuff and don't have to worry about like mana leaking on turn six and having the spell go through They've added cooler borderless versions as well. So they got borderless cards kind of like what they did in, you know, uh, Double Masters where they had the card and they had alternative borderless art and stuff. So they're doing that as well. And we have a new card as well that was announced with a new type, Urza's Saga. I like this a lot because in Modern Horizons 1, they had Mirrodin uh, Besieged as an enchantment that had two effects and that was super cool very flavorful and now we got urza saga which is an enchantment land the first of its type it's an enchantment and a land so it counts as your land for turn and its subtype is urza's and saga but it's a saga yes and it's a saga like an actual saga so chapter one has urza saga gains tap add colorless to your man or add colorless and this just sticks with the card the whole time even if you're in chapter two and chapter three Chapter 2, Urza Saga gains 2, tap, create a 0-0 colorless construct artifact creature token with. This creature gets plus 1, plus 1 for each artifact you control. Chapter 3, search your library for an artifact card with mana cost 0 or 1. Put it on the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Key thing to note about this, a big question that happened is people uh, people have been asking is, like, can you get... Uh, Lotus Bloom, let's say, with this. You're not able to because this is stri- strictly referring to the mana cost of zero. So you can pick up a Mishra's Bobble, you can pick up a Lion's Eye Diamond, you can pick up a Soul Ring, a Bag of Holding. Like those are the ones that you can't. Anything that doesn't have a, a mana cost in the corner, you cannot get. Also, Arkham's Astrolabe, you are unable to get because it has a snow mana requirement, not a uh, one mana. So little notes on that of that card but this counts as your land for play it's an enchantment land it's super cool and i'm excited to see how this is going tron players i know in uh, the blue tron facebook group i'm part of they've been talking about this this is kind of exciting imagine that tron and urza who would have guessed so right now we don't have too much more news about modern horizons 2 all i know is i'm super excited for this set this set is gonna be fucking baller man yeah, I'm going to be pre-ordering some stuff. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. The pre-orders for this are very high. You know, it's 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 a it's a printed demand though. Yeah, it, it, that, that's true. This is not a so, limited print run. That they did so clarify that I, as well. I won't really pre-order at a high cost. I probably wait. I'm obviously I'm not going to order anything or buy anything right away because I won't be able to afford it for the next six months. But yeah, it's. I, I would wait, because like I said, it's printed demand. I get a lot of masters are always expensive, and they usually stay expensive. But if you find one for under what they're selling for now, 
pick it up. OG Modern Horizon booster boxes are selling for 260 and Modern Horizons 2 are pre-ordering for 260 So I guess in comparison, it's not that too bad of a deal. But you have people like going up to like $500 for unopened English yep. Modern Hor- original Modern Horizons boxes. But Modern Horizons 2, you get around 260 I mean, I don't know. That seems okay-ish. But the big thing is like worry about the cards the singles afterwards like yep. if you're going to be buying a box to crack open it'd be uh, th- this definitely be a set where it'd be like open it up to draft for sealed and all this other kind of stuff if you want individual cards when they start getting spoiled this is going to be a because this has set boosters draft or uh, collector boosters the whales are going to be buying this stuff we've seen prices of cards have been significantly dropped because of these yep. whales these cards are going to go down those enemy fetch lands are not going to be holding their $50 plus value. Like price memory is going to be a thing. It's going to hold strong for a bit, but as soon as the market starts getting added with these fetch lands, they're going to go down in price and you're able, you're going to be able to pick these up for like 30 bucks. If you can get a scalding tarn for 30 bucks, get yourself two play sets because magic players are kind of stupid when it comes to memory price or price memory. And after like this fall, Come around Christmas time, it's gonna be back up to like sixty dollars. Well, it's because everyone's gonna have their their cards that they're they're wanting. It's just like stocks, exactly like stocks. Oh, everyone's selling now. Okay, well it's super cheap, but the moment everyone stops selling, it's gonna go right back up. But there's more of a hype for this because this is stuff that are tangible for multiple people to be oh, using. No, I I get it, and it's been how many years since they printed them. Uh well I mean they just did the fetch other lands. than the secret secret drop right. or secret layer let's see did they do because that does... fetch... no they did fetch lands in the Zendikar Rising yeah just for the expedition so yeah th- those were the box toppers right like they did that as a box topper yeah mm-hmm. okay so those were the box topper for Zendikar Rising ex uh, for the boxes when you so those are limited those were the last time that those got printed yes. Uh, Fetchlands got printed like that, and they're in a cool different border. Yep. But this is going to be a, again way more readily accessible. It has multiple variations. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Which collector boosters are going to be having? Uh, they haven't given out a pack layout so like they typically do for collector boosters and set boosters, but typically collector boosters have a couple slots for their extended art, uh, for the extended art slot, and then for the special art slot which i imagine the old borders are going to be fighting for that slot yeah the time the, shift the time yeah. shifter ones yeah the time shifted borders are going to be fighting with the new new art border borderless that yep. are like the counter spell that we mentioned earlier yeah so what well, they're, they're not going to change the setup for they're not going to set up they're not going to change the setup of the collector boosters since they've already done how many different collector boosters set runs why would you change the setup for something that's already in? Right. That's shown that people are like, hey, I like this setup. I'm keep buying it. For overpriced cards, they get Prinkles. Right. Though, the, the little side note, Strixhaven Foils apparently been doing pretty good. I haven't got any Strixhaven cards myself. Either J- have I. JB, have you gotten Strixhaven cards? How are the Foils? Um. Well, Matt, <clears> you got a fat pack over there. I don't Let's have... open it up. Find out. Oh, you do. Um. No, I haven't gotten many foils, but I did notice one thing 
Oh, yeah, who's complaining Saturday? Yeah. Oh, did so, you? Okay, let's hear it. A little side tangent from Modern Horizons 2, and then we'll continue the Summer of Legends after this. These are with all cards, not just foils. Okay? Oh, okay. And I'm not the only one that noticed this, too. When I brought this up, somebody else did, too. But instead of, you know how they normally curl with the foiling? Right. Right? Okay, well, yep. all cards now, I've, I've noticed a shit ton of them are curling the opposite way. They're curling this way. So instead, instead of, of going side hot to side, dog, it's going hamburger. So instead of mm-hmm. side to side, they're going top bottom. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's like non foils and stuff are doing that. Interesting. Yeah, and I even noticed it a little bit with the last set too, but more so with Strixhaven. Magic folk, if you guys are experiencing this, hit us up on I don't know, email, Discord, Twitter, Facebook. Let us know. We're curious on this now. If you email me, I'll give you Matt's number. Yes. yes. But back to uh, Summer of Legends, the next thing that was brought up, JB, you want to tell everybody about the Adventures in the Forgotten Realm? I suppose I can. Narrated by Ugin and Nigel Bullis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make it a thing. Oh, are we still in the, the big link, right? Yeah, Summer okay. Yeah, summer of Legends big link. Not, not drunk enough for this shit. So the Adventures in the Forgotten Realms... Uh, after celebrating a set that leans entirely into the very deepest ends of magic, we'll finally enjoy a moment over 25 years in the making. Adventures in the Forgotten Realms is magic's take on the most popular Dungeons & Dragons setting, bringing the characters and experiences of the world's greatest role-playing game to life in the world's greatest card game on MTG Arena July 8th and in local game stores worldwide on July 23rd. So, looks like on June 29th, uh, the... Spoiler season begins July 8th. It's going to be available online on Arena and on Magic Online. July 16th through the 18th is going to be webcam pre-release play through Spelltable. 16th through the 22nd of July is pre-release week, including in-store play. And July 23rd is the worldwide release. You liking what you're reading there, JB? A little bit, yeah. I was wondering about what these lands. So... Adventures in the Forgotten Realms brings the storytelling and role-playing of Dungeons & Dragons to magic through every card, including the basic lands, each one. There are four of each basic land in the set. Uh, They all feature a prompt for an adventure at pre-release events, and while building your favorite decks, you can build your own adventure, starting with the most fundamental of magic cards. So these have flavor text. These basic lands have flavor text. Which is super mm-hmm. cool. And I'm not a big D&D person, but these are very prominent spots in the D&D realm. Like you got the Maelstrom is one that they covered. And then uh, I can't remember what the planes are actually. But yeah, the Maelstrom is a big one. <laughs> the land, the art on the lands look cool. They're not like full art or anything. But aside from those basic lands, they gave us a couple other preview cards, JB. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... First up, we have Portable Hole. It's an artifact, single white. When Portable Hole enters the battlefield, exile target non-land permanent and opponent controls with mana value two or less until Portable Hole leaves the battlefield. And then next up, we have Power Word Kill. One in a black instant. Destroy target non-angel, non-demon, non-devil, non-dragon creature. So don't use this against the Kali of the Vast deck. All right. This is this is the uh, two mana doom blades and stuff. Okay, and then next up we have Prosperous Innkeeper, one in a green. You get a one-one halfling citizen. When Prosperous Innkeeper enters the battlefield, create a treasure token. 
And whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you gain one life. Plenty of me for, Matt. Because your soul sisters love. Yeah. Yeah, but this only counts your creatures. It doesn't count every creature. That's right. what that's what Warden's for. In Mono Green. Right. Just another option. But I do I do want to add in here, people are a little upset that they're they put halfling instead of Kithkin. Because Kithkin's already a thing of magic. But that's that whole argument of the D and D world is not part of magic. So it's like of course mm-hmm. they're gonna do halfling. So suck it up. This is this is D and D world now. Let's say isn't halfling technically a yeah, it's a D and D race. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, it's a D and D race. But and why would why wouldn't they do it D and D race if it's already set? Exactly. But people are you know they they got to complain about something and they're like, it could have been a Kithkin. We need more Kithkin supports. I'm sorry, but this is D and D. Preaching to the choir, bud. It's like pros again. Great. Right. What's the big legendary that they've shown already? Who? You. You. Oh, okay. You got the whole D and D thing. You're the more D and D focused in the soul group. Out of am all I three. though? Yeah. Am I really? Yeah, you are. Am out I of all really? three of us. Yeah, you are. Am I? Am I? Yeah. yeah. The next one. Okay. So next up, we have Tiamat. Two Wooberg. You get a seven-seven legendary creature, Dragon God. It has flying. When Tiamat enters the battlefield, if you cast it, search your library for up to five dragon cards not named Tiamat that each have different names. Reveal them, put them into your hand, then shuffle. That's pretty fucking cool. So, uh, put that in a Gullos deck. No, this is replacing like Ur Dragon. I know, I know, I know, it's, I know, I know it's taking taking place with the Ur Dragon. But imagine this in a Gullos deck. You play it with Gullos. Golos ability activates after this, so you get five dragons you want. Golos allows you to cast cards from the top of your library, though. Not from your hand. Oh, what's the one I was thinking? I don't know. What one are you thinking? Is it Kodama's Reach? No, uh, Kodama's East Tree? Isn't that the one? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. A green one, you get to put things in play, but you'd have things like Joda or... So... There's another way you'll face encounters with some of the classic monsters, Dungeons and Dragons, as adventures in the Forgotten Realm packs. Even more beautiful frame treatments. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out if this is a fucking token or what. Um, oh, you're talking about the that. beholder? Yeah, like I think that is a token. Yeah, I mean it's got to be. It's, I mean it looks fucking badass, right? But, um, oh, the- oh, there. Okay, so it says, while we're keeping the text a reward for the adventure preview season, the art and style here is what we're calling the classic rule book frame treatment, uh, pulled from the look and feel of the Dungeons and Dragons monster manual. This classic rule book style appears on a range of familiar foes. Okay, so it's not a token. They just hid all the... Ah, okay. That makes sense, but yeah... that, that's why I was the, like, God, that's a really weird looking token setup. Like, I'm the like, art, the art frame is pretty sweet, though. Right, it does. <laughs> it does look pretty sweet. I'm not gonna lie. Link in the description. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited about that frame. So the packaging looks cool. I really like the packaging on the collector booster box. Yeah, the whiteout. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty badass. So then it looks like they're also going to have theme boosters, one for each color, and a sixth one that they're going to share more about later. And then also, there are four new commander decks coming alongside the Dungeons & Dragons release. 
Uh, first one is Aura of Courage. Second one is Dungeons of Death. Third one is Draconic Rage. And fourth one is Planar Portal. And then it looks like the buy a box promo is going to be Vorpal Sword. This card looks stupid. Right? It does look pretty cool. So it's single black artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus O, and has death touch. And then it has an activated ability of five black, black, black. Until end of turn, Vorpal Sword gains whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player. That player loses the game. And its equip cost is black, black. It looks like it has three different variants of art. Mm-hmm. Normal art, extended art. Actually, it is extended art. And then there's a sweet alt art that looks like foil. Um, yep. If you look down on the very bottom, uh, that's the buy a box version. Really? So, yep. The very the bottom one with the special art is the buy box. That is sweet. And then the other ones are just like the normal ones. Um, so oh, I'm yep. assuming you can open it in... In packs. In packs, too. But yeah, it's a female soldier carrying a long sword, red trim. It's pretty sweet. So, next, the biggest, probably the, the most exciting news with them all. Like, forget Modern Horizons, forget D&D. Sanctioned Play is coming back. Yay! May 28th is when Asia Pacific, Japan, Africa, and United States, or they've already done it for Asia Pacific, Japan, and Africa, but now United States is May 28th. Yeah, like uh, it was a month ago, last month when they did Asia Pacific, Japan, and Africa. Yeah. No, well, they announced they announced that earlier. They or they announced it last week of April. That was me, like the fifth of May, that they're gonna be open in those right regions, or three quarters of the world is gonna be open. Along with this, they're gonna be doing a love your local game store with legendary play stuff. In addition to in-store play, remote pre-releases events through Spell Table Beta will continue to be available for everyone to play at home. Whenever and however you play, we're sharing even more reasons to love your LGS. Beginning June 18th, or when Sanction Play returns to local game stores near you, purchase $50 USD or greater of sealed magic product to find this promo in your hands. And this promo is a time-shifted Fabled Passage. No new art, same art from you know Fabled Passage since it was printed in Throne of Eldraine, but old bordered treatments to it. So whether you're picking up online or curbside, shopping the latest releases in store, or sitting down to draft with your friends, spend 50 bucks and you get the Fable Passage at participating WPN stores. Also, the other big thing that comes with Love Your LGS is later this year we'll be sharing a highly limited amount of Mystery Booster Convention Edition exclusively to WPN stores. These are the boosters are meant for draft and in-store play for a welcome back experience you can f- only find there. So you missed uh, something. Yeah, you missed something big there, Matt. Yeah. So as more opportunities to play arrive, they'll have five more foil retro frame promo cards available through in-store play. We'll have to wait. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess skip over that, Matt. What the hell? Our fans I, I deserve was... to know that there's five more promos I was more excited about Mystery Boosters because the convention editions, these are the ones that have the, the playtest cards. Playtest yeah. cards. So other big news, we have Arena News. Historic Anthology 5 will release May 27th. A couple cards that are 
announced are Vorinclex Voice of Hunger, the OG Vorinclex. We got Whirler Rogue, and a couple other cards are Ojitai's Command, Trash for Treasure, Ancient Grudge, Ray of Revelation. It's not the full list as of this evening. More will be coming out, but the 27th, that comes out. Let's see. Oh, Jumpstart is coming to Arena again June 4th. In case you missed the excitement last summer or wanted to relive the experience again, your second chance is underway. Then July 31st and August 1st will be the next Arena Open. Your chance to earn up to 2K in prizes returns to standard after Adventures in the Forgotten Realms is released. Danny, read this next part here, the uh, the Mirror Mirror stuff. This one seems very interesting. Oh, great. This one seems something that you'd be interested in. Not really. You're not interested in Mirror Mirror. No, but here here we go anyway. Um, so in July, we're running a short but exciting event called Mirror Mirror. Imagine a world where Oko Thief of the Crowns was printed with balance abilities and became just another great historic card. What if Jafiri Time Raveler was printed where he was more of a friend than a foe to the format? In Mirror Mirror, you'll explore, you'll explore this other universe of decks featuring rebalanced versions of some of the historic's iconic band cards. This legendary event won't stay around for long, but you'll have... Uh, You'll just have to wait and see what's inside later this year. So that sounds like a format that's just going to be absolute chaos. I don't know. Like, they're going to be fixing the cards, like Field of the Dead, Oko, Teferi. Like, what if they make Teferi's static into a plus one instead of a static? What if they just got rid of it? That too. They could just get rid of that ability. Or make its mana cost more. Like, what if they, with Oko, they made him a four-mana Planeswalker, but instead of a plus one that elks your stuff, they make it a neg one that elks your or stuff. Or one neg three. Or a neg three that elks your stuff. Four mana. Like, th- this is interesting to see that this is a, a, a space that they can test this out in, right? Like, cards I, that people yeah, don't like. It, it would it's like a functional reprint without being reprinted. Right. And just a, a short event. They have they, they didn't give dates specifically or how long the event will last, but I imagine this could be interesting for people to try. Yeah, like Oko wouldn't have bad if if his rather than a plus one, they turn something else as a neg three. Because was he a four loyalty or a three loyalty? Oko. Yeah. Uh, three. So a neg two should have been his turn turn things into an elk. What if they made uh, Agent of Treachery, uh, instead of enters the battlefield, it's if you cast it and it stole something. Feel of the Dead, if... uh, I don't know how they'd fix that one. They would probably increase the number of lands. From seven? I mean, yeah, maybe seven to ten. Fires of Invention, make that a six-mana spell, and then cast spells of like a a certain CMC, maybe. Did they really have lightning bolts on there? Well, yeah, Lightning Bolt was in Jumpstart, remember? I and suppose. it's in uh, Mystical Archives, but... Uh, no, no. In Jumpstart, they changed it from Lightning Bolt to Chain Lightning. And in Mystical Archive, they just straight banned it. You can do it in the draft experience when you draft uh, yep. Strixhaven, but you can't play it in Historic. Yeah. Veil of Summer, Wilderness Reclamation, Wynota, all these cards get, like, changed. Uro. Imagine what they would do with Uro. Oh, man. Not letting it escape multiple times. 
maybe they'd make the escape higher than five cards. So it's once escaped and then dies again, it's exiled, not graveyard. That's that's what I think that's what really just screwed everyone over is the fact that you can keep exile or you can keep escaping him. Like yeah, you have the you have to exile cards from your graveyard, but I don't know. I'm excited to see what they're going to do because, you know, these are cards that are powerful in other formats like Uro, Once Upon a Time, are banned in Modern. Yep. Field of the Dead, that just got banned in Modern, right? The ban lists are blurring in my head. I think so. So it's like seeing what they're doing with these cards and then try and, like, apply them to, like, Modern. If they were whatever this Mirror Mirror is going to be with the Mirror Mirror change and how they would be in Modern, like, that'd be cool to see. Don't change my lightning bolt. Anyways, oh boy, we are at a long time recording here. It's a lot of dead air. I can tell you that much. Oh my god. You're a lot of dead air. That's what your wife said too. Two hours. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a lot of work for you, Matt. Yep. Looks like there's no deck of the week this week too. You want to do finance and then close it off? Let's do it. I don't care. All right, so let's move to the finance section. Uh, this episode's getting a little long, so there will be no Deck of the Week. I will post the link of the Deck of the Week, though, below. So if interested, go check that out. And we're just going to breeze by these cards here. Are we, man? Yes. Deck of the Week is... Or not Deck of the Week. Weekly Winners <laughs> is an article written by MTG Stocks. They have three three-plus cards that move up in price and three cards that move down in price that they want to bring to all of our attention. So first up this week, we have Creekwood Liege. This is a one and a hybrid Golgari, Golgari, Golgari for a 2-2 horror. Other black creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Other green creatures you control get plus one, plus one. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may put a 1-1 black and green worm creature token into play. This card has had two... uh, It's only had two printings. Its first printing was in Eventide. Its second printing is in... Modern Masters 2015. The card has jumped up 378%, chilling at $24.99. This card, the other week we talked about Savara Queen of the Golgari uh, moving up in price, where you sack a black creature, you may pay two life. If you do each other player sacks a creature, and then whenever you sack a green creature, you may gain two life. So this is just like a continuous chain to uh, Savara. Of making tokens but also because of Strixhaven coming out we got Belladros and Dina Soulsteeper as cards that are wanting a Creekwood Liege in the deck uh, making three threes on each of your upkeeps is super powerful and one of the other reasons is due to the commander effect the Witherbloom commander precon it was mentioned in uh, the command zone it was mentioned in the command zone that you can use Creekwood Liege to up the game of that deck. It was a $5 card before, so yeah. Not going to be making it very budget-friendly anymore. Nope. Next up, we have Retraced Image. It is a single blue sorcery speed. Reveal a card in your hand, then put that card onto the battlefield if it has the same name as a permanent. Interesting. This is the only time it's been printed. Uh, it is from torment it has jumped up 207 percent around 599 dollars is what it sits at now the market price you can still find them for like 299 this card another card spiked 
spiking driven by commander demand this card is not new to commander decks since it already saw some play in talrin sky summoner and charax the raging isle decks now people seem to buy the card as an upgrade to the prismari performance 2020 2021 commander deck uh since it only has the one printing it has a really strong holding price of moving up next up we have null spine dragon Red Red 5 for a 7-5 dragon with flying. When it comes into play, you may discard your hand and draw cards equal to the damage dealt to target opponent this turn. This card has jumped up 68%, now chilling at $29 even. It was originally printed in Shadowmoor, but it also had a mystery booster printing as well, which is for $16. Market price is $15.86 on this card. Uh, due to dragon's approach this card has moved up dragon's approach is from strixhaven two colorless red sorcery you uh, dragon's approach deals three damage to each opponent you may exile dragon's approach and four other cards named dragon's approach from your graveyard if you do search your library for a dragon card put it into the battlefield then shuffle a deck can have any number of cards named dragon's approach so if you have uh Let's see, and four other cards. So 12, 15. That's 15 damage. You're drawing 15 cards with a Null Spine Dragon because you exiled four and the one that you cast, you get Null Spine Dragon in the battlefield. It sees that opponent was dealt 15 damage. You draw 15 cards. It's pretty good. Uh, we have an additional weekly winner, Brushwag from Mirage. Green, green, one for a 3-2 Brushwag. When Brushwag blocks or becomes blocked, it gets neg two plus two till end of turn. This has only had the one printing from Mirage, but this has moved up in price due to meme value, essentially. There was a uh, a Reddit post of a guy that was saying, Brushwag is moving up in price. Everybody needs to be buying this card. And everyone was like uh, ridiculing him and stuff online. So, But the fact that it's moving up in price just from average value let's see you can find them online for five bucks still yeah don't buy them at 15 jb give us those cheap pickups now okay so first up we have opposition agent out of commander legends sitting at 14 dollars 99 cents and it's slowly trending down next up we have kasmina enigma sage out of strixhaven for five dollars and 22 cents uh slowly trending down as well it's a really powerful planeswalker. Is it though? Yeah. Is it really? It is. Is it? Yes. And why is it so cheap? People don't know. <laughs> they don't know? You don't know what I've been through. And then last but not least, we have Panharmonicon, the time shifted version from Time Spiral Remastered, sitting at ten dollars and twenty eight cents, and it is stabled out. Womp womp command players. It's a solid card for ten dollars. Right? But we're going to skip Deck of the Week because this has gone on long enough. And with that, Magic Folk, thank you for making it to the end of Episode 87 of This Week in MTG. Follow us on all the podcasting platforms. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and any other place where better podcasts can be found. Uh, Follow, subscribe, that way you get notified. You can follow us on YouTube and Twitch. We go live every Monday nights around 7 o'clock. And you can watch our dumb faces record live and have... I guess dead air. Just come poke fun of us. Yeah. Just heckle, heckle us. Because we can't talk. 
the, uh, one of the best ways that you can find us online is checking out our Linktree. We have a Linktree account. Uh, that would be linktree.com. This week in MTG, you type that in Google, you'll find us. Or if you can remember the URL, l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash this week in MTG on there has all of our links where you can find us on Moxfield, the Discord link, podcast links, our Facebook, Twitter, all that jazz. That's a nice tidy little link where you can find us. And finally, make sure to send love over to our amazing sponsor, J-Dubs, Sports Cards and Gaming. They have that big collection of magic cards that they just got in. So go check that out if you're interested in picking any of those up. And guys, you got anything else to add to this? Perfect. And with that, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Am I though? Yeah. Am I really? Yeah, you are. Out of all three of us? Yeah, you are. Am I? Am I? Yeah. Yeah.